Richie. Hey, face ones. I know it's a new platform. I feel like everybody's every time they join, they're like, "I gotta get all my settings right." Well, I was like, "Yeah, it'll be on Zoom probably, so I'll have my back <laughs> white. I won't need to worry about what's behind me." Yeah. Well, what is behind you? This is a carpet pool. You ever nice. heard of carpet pool? No, so, but is it like um? What's the thing it's similar to shuffleboard. Yeah. Uh, it's with with carpet or with pool balls. So you set cool. them up, use the white ball and roll it down and throw. It's an old camp game. That's fun. This is your basement. It is, yes. Very fun. I wish I had room for carpet pool and other games. Instead, I have a um, this is my dining room and I have a bathroom vanity right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I will say my wife wasn't too pumped when I built really? it because uh, it is massive. And we at times I'm like, ah, I wish I just would have yeah. been done. Well, it looks nice, at least as a, as a background for a podcast. So. Yeah, it's a piece of wood. It'll work. I'm actually very excited about this. I mean, it's fun to have these conversations with everybody, but I feel like I don't know anything about where you were before coming to Gun. So I'm really stoked about that. But. I guess let's start with like, introduce yourself, Richie. Yeah, so I'm Richie Clark. I've been a developer at Gun now for two years. Um, came to the platform probably three or four years ago and used Gun to land a job, and then um, yeah, came on full time. Official, I was contract full time for about a year and a half and a couple months ago came on full-time nice. w2 technically so love that w2 makes taxes so much it. easier oh my so God. much better yes um well that's also interesting we should talk about that too and you're based in minnesota minnesota yep based in the twin cities cool. area is it snowing yet we had snow we it's been warm now and we're not going to be back to snow nice. tomorrow so also, every new city I go to, I ask, I'm like, oh, is this the Twin City? Because, you know, like most city airports are like, it's such and such and such and such. Like, it's all kind of together. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but Minnesota is the real Twin City. Yeah, Minneapolis, St. Paul is the real Twin Cities. Okay. And St. Paul so, is also in Minnesota. Yeah, so Minneapolis and then St. Paul, they, they basically join now, so you crossover but st paul's the capital of minnesota minneapolis is the bigger city i believe mm. population wise and so they're twin cities it's a really good trivia question right i never if someone said what's the capital of minnesota i would have said minneapolis yeah pretty much everyone would but now i know yeah i'll win thanks to you poor poor st <laughs> paul and okay so technically you, I think the job post that you responded to for Gun was for like a UX developer, right? Yeah, it was the same post Regis did, uh, which, by the way, you should have just done another episode with Regis. You got to give Dude, the people what they want. It like but, broke YouTube. I don't know what everyone loves Regis. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, you should have just done a take two with Regis. Yeah, I applied for, uh, yeah, I think it was UX. It was basically a, uh, heavy leaning front end developer, um, that new view. And I had been working with you for well since its creation, I went to a talk in the twin cities, uh, with, uh, the founder of you, Evan, you, and, um, 
really was like, this guy is so smart. Yeah. So basically had started implementing Vue when I could in projects since then. Cool. So uh, it's always fun to hear people have been working with something since it was created because I feel like you're the ones who read job posts that are like, must have 20 years of experience with Vue. And you're like, that's baloney. I'm like, oh, it didn't exist 20 years yeah, ago. That's pretty cool, funny. Cool. So. And now, yeah. obviously, you do a lot more than UX development. What does like a typical day in the life of Richie Clark look like? I've done a lot of tagging with Gray. Uh, Gray kind of getting the whole, you know, product realm and um, kind of having some back and forth with him and trying to move the product forward, um, mainly on the front end, because now, you know, Regis has hit that middle ground. Steve was brought in. Uh, does a lot of the back end and Wade does a lot of the back end. Um, so I've, I've mostly just stayed right in the front end. When I first came on, it was like we had some bootstrap that needed to be pulled out because it wasn't quite implemented right. And then the next wave was like we reskinned mm-hmm. the site from that blue gray to this kind of black um, tone. And and then it did Hunter, the which is our kind of internal um like search process yeah. yeah search for for um talent and companies and candidates and all that jazz um and now just kind of yeah continuing to tweak the product yeah. as we go you're really like i would say straddling product and development like you have a lot of user facing conversations and in your world users are the internal team at gun is mostly what you're thinking about mainly i mean that's kind of been where i've had my bread and butter over my career is the best projects i've done is have been for internal teams or people that i directly interact with to try and make their lives better as day to day because you know most jobs are some kind of customer service customer Mm -hmm. relations and and so in order to make those kind of conversations easier better make people yeah, not have to deal with so much additional stress, hopefully, from the app is kind of where I enjoy and see the most reward mm-hmm. back. So that's kind of when I when I yeah do a lot of work, it's generally trying to do staff tools mm-hmm. or something like that. That's a good segue. As I mentioned, I have no idea where you were before this. So like walk me through your career. Has it always been kind of this path or were you like Wade and a professional water skier before that? <laughs> I was not a professional water skier. The, yeah, it was That's not a bad. bummer. That um, would be like a the, fascinating data story. How did we land the two? <laughs> <laughs> two, two water skiers. Yeah. I have a cab. My my mom's originally from Canada. And yeah. So we have a cat. She had a cabin up in Canada. So I have water skied, but not in any realm of professional. Bummer. I went to college for, uh, well, it was technically called a music ministry degree, which basically meant it was half religion, half music. Did you go to Belmont? I did not. I went to Northwestern in Northwest Iowa, small okay. little school. So I graduated with that in 2010, which basically there was like no jobs in 2010 for anything. Mm-hmm. And what I always say was I, I just gotten married and my wife was going to school up here. So it also limited kind of the scope of where I could apply for things. And I applied for like everything. And I remember applying for a uh, senior 
uh, living home to do wash dishes. And I like didn't even get a call. No back. Like, they were, and I was like, oh, no, if I cannot <laughs> even wash dishes, what in the world am I going to do? And so I was supplying everything. I had a computer science minor and had done a couple uh, computery mm. things, I would say. And so I was applying and um, applied to a company called Treefort, who at the time was doing, uh, had a web application for, uh, they call it Minnesota Youth Athletic Services, MYAS. And it, it's like this, um, it's youth sports building like these mm. tournaments and registrations and brackets. And it was kind of this custom system they had built and they were looking for someone to work with them. And uh, I love sports. I have a, like a, um, a coaching certificate degree too. And so it was kind of a fit there. And so I emailed the guy and he was like, oh, I think you're a great fit. Come on in. And I got there and it was, it was like, he was just kept, I just remember him being like, can you show me anything else that you've done? Like any, anything, like, I don't care what it is. Just show me something that you've done. And I had like one small little website that I had done at the time. And, and it was basically, uh, he finally gave me, he was like, okay, let's do this. I'll hire you. And every four weeks we'll meet and I'll either give you a raise or I'll fire you. And I was like, awesome. Let's do that. Because sometimes you just need someone to believe in you and an opportunity to do something. So I was like, I love it. Let's do it. So I did. I I came in, worked on Minnesota Youth Athletic Services. And then they also did the Winmark brands. So Once Upon a Child, Played Against Sports, Music Go Round, Style Encore. Oh, cool. So they did their corporate websites and all their franchisee websites. And so... And then we were just like a normal dev shop too. So we had a bunch of just kind of side. He had like a bunch of golf courses that he had done and some random development places. And so I kind of worked through that. And so that first year, then in the spring, uh, one of the other, it was basically like three, it was a small company. It was like six of us. And one of the other devs had another project that he was working on. And so they were like, hey, you have to build this new version of, I think it was, it was Once Upon a Child, I think at the time. And I was like, oh, okay, like this, I have, I'm like four months into this. Like I still am just, you know, drinking from a fire hydrant. So I, I, I got to do that, which then like jump started having a lot of responsibility and learning a lot and kind of growing. So I was at that company for eight years <clears throat> with them and about halfway, well, probably a couple of years in, he started a secondary company called Screen Feed. Uh, which I transitioned to fully, and that was doing digital. So safe to say, at your four week meetings, you hadn't been fired yet. I, I hadn't been nice. fired yet. Luckily, cool. yes, I I was able to stick <laughs> around, and so so he started Screen Feed, which was digital signage content, and I did a lot of um, UI work for them, and a lot of the front end, a lot of animations. Every like, if you walk into a bank and you see a TV screen, and it's like could be news it could be a ticker mm-hmm. on the bottom it could be a video playing like any of that could be powered by screen feed and so screen feed's very large still and and is in like the most random places i'll i'll like i was driving on the ohio mm-hmm. turnpike or i think or indiana turnpike and stopped at a random uh rest station and and there was i was like oh that's a screen no feed content i was like oh that's you know or you go to an airport and you're like oh that that's yeah. that's screen feeder and i did pretty much every product release that they did for probably three or four years doing their, the front end kind of graphic. We did, we used to do um, flash back in the day. 
files because digital signage boxes are so old mm-hmm. and then generate uh, images off of graphics or off of data and uh, HTML files. And then we also did video. So I did kind of all that uh, front end work. And then kind of my claim to fame there was we, we I built a system called Content Cloud where we were producing like a minute, 30 second, uh, we call them news bites. And it was a one story that we pulled in content from. And so they were doing it in After Effects and we brought it into the browser and kind of connected all with our partners with Getty and Reuters. And they would search for their images, search for the video, crop it or cut the video into certain segments, rearrange it, pick the template, do a voiceover, upload it in, and then just click the button to generate. And then it would go on the back and it would generate all of this and upload and so like that's kind of where the staff tools mm-hmm. like i talked before was a big thing because like that was the first time where it was like they went from doing three a day to six and a half a day and so like their lives were significantly better yeah. just because they didn't have to spend how so many much time. years and so that was kind of like did that ha- like it seems like when you're recounting this story you went from zero to 100 real fast just in terms of like ability to build this stuff like how many years in were you when you developed Content Cloud? I think it was probably five. I think we tried we tried at four and and there was a couple of things that we couldn't quite do yet. And so then it was five. But I give a lot of credit to where we worked was just the responsibility and the ownership and, and opportunities mm. of being able to, you know, like you say, four years in, kind of being able to do some of those things or even even do a you know, a major brand website, you know, six months into development, you know, with people right. overwatching and seeing, but still putting the onus on you is, is pretty remarkable and definitely, you know, set me on a trajectory way different than had I been in a, you know, yeah. fortune 50 company where I was just another kind of dev trying to do small little items, items or, you know, whatnot. So yeah, like finding, finding that initial role that allowed you to be uh, a little bit more of like a t-shaped dev like focus on learn a whole bunch of stuff i'm curious about that too like you went from having done some computery things which in the show notes we should like talk about what those are because i too have done computery <laughs> things but i certainly could not be a junior dev but you went from that to you know one two three years and you know being a real junior developer and so I'm curious about like like how how do you think you were able to develop professionally in that world like was it mostly through mentorship were you doing a lot of stuff kind of on your own time to learn what did that look like it was it was a lot of just learning on my own at at the beginning because I so they were a debt debt, dot net shop Mm. um and at the time dot net was there was classic ASP, there was .NET web forms, and then there had just released .NET MVC. And of course, the MYS application was a classic ASP. A bunch of the normal sites that we did was in web forms, and then the new ones we were building were in MVC. So not only had I not done any of it, but I had to learn the three different kind of syntax and ways to do it. And so it was, I can just remember like these, you know, those old school you know, O'Neilly books or O'Reilly books or, any, you know, like 500 pages of like flipping through and sitting there at my desk, just like, okay, yeah. you know, 
going through. And so I, I think the easiest part of development is when you have practical tasks to do. Right. And so it was like, hey, go change this or go change that. And, you know, it, it becomes less theoretical and more like practical. So, right. That's why everyone, our generation knew HTML was because that's how you move, you change your MySpace. Exactly. No one knew that we were learning HTML. <laughs> we we're just like, we want this <laughs> song to play by Dashboard Confessional when you get to this part of my MySpace page. <laughs> right. And so I, you know, when you have practical things, you don't need to know every last thing about everything. And so it makes the world a lot smaller. And I think that's kind of almost, you know, when you think of like project managers and, and, and you know, like gray thinking of the scope of the entire app, it's that ability to practically then funnel it into a small little task that then adds up into a big scope of knowledge and or, or big scope of app or whatever it is. And so that's kind of, I think those were the two things was it was just, yeah, a pure read as much as you can learn as much as you can look at the previous code that's been done and start to like navigate through how it's working. But then also they did a good job of like, do this task, do this mm -hmm. small task. Okay. Now do this one and then ask questions if you don't know how to do it. And I think, you know, my problem's always been asking questions because the worst part about being a junior dev is asking a senior dev a dumb question and they answer in like two seconds and you're like, they're like, you could have just figured that out. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Should have just spent another 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like the half a day, full day person. And then it's like, okay, if I've done it a full day and I still can't, then maybe I yeah. should ask. But really, I didn't take, in college, I didn't take any web classes, high school. I didn't take a web class. I, I wasn't typing and I was finishing fast enough that I read through the HTML book, but I don't, I don't think I ever had a proper training in web developments, you know. So it's all on the job, doing stuff for uh, Play It Again Sports. I went to my first Play It Again Sports this two weekends ago, by the way, and I was completely just shook by the whole operation. That's so cool. It's it's a whole new realm. It's so cool. My boyfriend is very into disc golf, which is just like classic white Jewish boy <laughs> activities, <laughs> but... Um, there, I mean, there's so many discs. I think you looked at every single one. Um, okay. So, so that's like maybe like chapter one, first five years, you develop this really cool content cloud. That's kind of like the peak so far professionally in between kind of then and now, are there any highlights? Uh, I don't know about highlights <laughs> or uh, low light. I, I, I left. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I left screen feed in 20, I don't even know now, 2017. Uh, basically, my father-in-law works for a port company and does logistics of like transporting the port, uh, pigs. When when are they ready to go to market? That sort of thing. And, oh, pork. I thought you said port. Okay. Port. Cool. That's different than port wine. No, got sorry. It. Got it, got it. It is, yes. Uh, P-O-R-K, <laughs> bacon. So when we had family meals and whatnot, he, we would kind of talk about it and, and they were using an old access database. And, and when they started going remote, they were like, it was like crashing all the time. And I was like, there's just got to be a better way. There has to be software somewhere that does logistics for the pork industry. And there wasn't really. And so we, we talked about like what it would look like if I did something like that. And so then I went to, they have a world pork expo uh, in obviously Iowa. Obviously it's in Iowa. People come, obviously in <laughs> Iowa. Uh, I'm from Iowa originally yeah, it makes too. Sense. So it, it's all like, you know, it makes sense. And so the, I was like, all right, well, let's go have a booth 
at this pork show and pitch a product I don't have and see if there's any interest in it. Right. You know, like, and so I did that and, and there was enough, a couple of people interested. That I was like, all right. So I left screen feed to basically spend nine months building this project, mm-hmm. six months, and then tried to pitch it and, and ran into some walls. They, a bunch of just kind of unfortunate things happened. They canceled the next world pork expo and then COVID and you know, all that sort of stuff. And so I eventually just ran out of money and that's when I turned to gun and was <laughs> like, Hey, I need some money. Uh, so let's find a freelancing yeah. gig. Yeah. So I did that. I think it was about a year, year and a half that I tried to work through that, uh, starting my own company thing. But I feel like but, that's a, such a integral part of being good at startups is doing your own thing for a little while because, you know, you can work at a startup for a decade and you're still not going to feel the like urgency to get something right and to think creatively as you do when it's your own thing. So that's kind of nice that you just got it out of the way sooner rather than later. And I would assume you've got a pretty robust code base now that you can revive when the time is right, <laughs> when the pork industry is ready uh, for I, it. <laughs> when the pork industry is ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like now is kind of similar to 2010. I mean, timeline wise, a little bit different. You know, we're probably on the cusp of a major economic situation. And in 2010, we're probably just starting to lick our wounds. But I would assume that there's probably some folks listening who are like, that's cool. You know, I, I too have done computer stuff, uh, and maybe would be interested in a junior development role. So for those folks, you know, thinking about your experience, what advice would you have for them? Yeah, I mean, the doing random projects or doing, um, I've taken a, a couple design courses and like their their suggestion was always like, go to a website and try and recreate that website so that you can see how other people do it and mimic and then start to create your own style and have assets to show people that, hey, I've done this, I did this, I did this. Everyone knows usually some family member that needs something web related Mm -hmm. nowadays. And so like, I think they're doing pro bono work for people. And then, you know, looking at other greats in the industry, web, web design wise or development wise, and trying to mimic and recreate a project that they've done or do your own projects, anything side related initially is I think a great asset to come because everyone there's you know so many boot camps now and like everyone has a six week boot camp degree and like how do you differentiate yourself mm-hmm. from being a boot camp engineer which is probably like the number one easy go-to for people and they're like I want to start something I don't want to go to full school or I don't want to like I'll do a boot camp mm-hmm. or something you know like and I, I think I think just having additional assets to show people like I built this, I did this or, you know, learn this from this, I think is, is such a great way to showcase, you know, what you can do and what you have done. So build your portfolio first. Basically, because everyone wants five years experience or three years experience. And so if you can show them that you've been kind of building up your skills enough to showcase like what you could do, then I think if you find the right people to contact and get through, then it's it's much easier to showcase yeah. yourself and show off yourself. It also sounds like you won a lot by choosing 
a first job, first couple jobs that allowed you to touch a bunch of different stuff and not be pigeonholed into like one kind of like cog related activity that you might be if you were a junior dev at like an Amazon or like some other large corporation. Yeah. And I, to be fair, I would have taken anything. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> a strategic I was, move. I was, it was not a strategic move. I was not picky on what I would choose. Every, everyone can have a different journey, I think, to it. And I, th- I think it's, it's personality wise too. Like we have our work style mm-hmm. quiz and like, it's really interesting even looking at work styles on the four devs that we have on our team. And like, I can directly see the relation of how they work or how mm-hmm. we work based on kind of what our work style shows. And I think, you know, I'm good at a lot of things, not great at anything. And so like, that's my personality. Just like, I love to just learn and love to try new and different things. And so like landing in a job where they were like, prove yourself was perfect for me. Cause I'm like, I will learn. Mm. Like I have no problem saying in three months, I will absolutely learn anything I need to know or do make sure I can figure out anything that you said in front of me. And so there might be people who are like, that is not me. Like I, if someone says, go figure it out, I'm going to be like, I I don't know what to do. Just, you know, panic. Mm -hmm. In those cases, finding a company that has a really good mentorship program a company who, um, maybe, you know, someone, uh, that can pass you on. Like, I think, I think there's a whole lot of great devs out there who teach really well and bring um, people alongside and train them and, and are letting, are willing to let them fail. Mm-hmm. I, uh, if you're, if you're not that personality going to a startup type mentality where they expect yeah, a lot of you and if you don't do it, you're going to fall apart. It's like, don't do that. Cause you're going to then get a negative taste of right. development. Cause there's a whole lot of ways to do development and we all kind of fit in different mm-hmm. buckets. And so I think I think it is good advice to find kind of that right fit uh, for you. And sometimes you just have to take that first gig because landing the first gigs mm-hmm. always the hardest. And then as you continue to go on, you know, once you're past five years, eight years, your life becomes much easier and yeah. opening doors. Uh, that's really interesting. Like maybe the advice is take the work style assessment and go from there. <laughs> I honestly, the work style assessment's really interesting. It is. I almost just want to get like other devs to try it and like people I've worked with to, like yeah. previously to be like, I want to see what your work style is because I feel like you're this way. Yeah. I have people take it before I hire them on my team too. Like it applies to, to stuff beyond development. And I am not trying to promote, <laughs> this is not a paid sponsorship, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and we actually don't really get anything from people taking it. It's just a cool tool and you can take it without signing up for the platform. But you just gave me a, a blog idea for Abby, which is pulling out roles that are best for people with a certain work style. Right. Like I hadn't thought about mm. how, like, what's, what's your work style? Uh, in a, a strong innovator. So obviously something at a startup where you are able to touch a lot of different topic areas is great for you. This has been so interesting. I'm so glad we had this conversation. I feel like I know a little bit more about uh, where you were before um, and what you do every day. So that's really helpful. If folks want to talk to you, Richie's at gun.io. So come say hey. Yep. R-I-C-H-I-E. 
Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast powered by Gun.io. We drop two episodes per week, so if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice and come hang out with us again next week and bring all your internet friends. If you have questions or recommendations, just shoot us a Twitter DM at the Frontier Pod, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to Gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast, and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.